You are listening to the Brad LaFrat Podcast, Episode 4. This week I'm talking to Robert Villarreal. Robert covers the Chicago Cubs for BaseballCentral.com. So, let's get started. Hey everybody, Brad LaFrat here. Welcome to another episode of the Brad LaFrat Podcast. I want to thank you for listening. The podcast is produced every other Monday for you, and I encourage everyone to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can also find the podcast on podbean.com. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, at Brad Pod. That's B-R-A-D-L-A-F-R-A-T-T-E-P-O-D. And you can also follow me, at Brad LaFrat. All links will be in the show notes. On today's show, I will be talking to Robert Villarreal, who covers the Chicago Cubs for BaseballCentral.com. Robert and I discuss his experiences covering the Cubs for BaseballCentral.com, the Cubs acquiring baseball's best closer, Araldis Chapman, from the Yankees, and right-handed reliever Joe Smith from the Angels. We also talk about the Summer Olympic events we are most looking forward to in Rio. This week, my guest covers the Chicago Cubs for BaseballEssential.com, Robert Villarreal. Robert, I appreciate you taking the time to join me. Thanks, Brad. Happy to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I, I'm looking forward to our conversation this evening. But before we get started, can you let our listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. Twitters, if you're on the Twitters, uh, you can follow me at Rob M. Villarreal. And, and uh, well, any other form of social media, pretty much the same, uh, whether it's on the Instagram, Rob M. Villarreal, or just my name, Rob Villarreal, if you're looking for Facebook. And that's uh, pretty much it as far as the socials go. And if you go to BaseballEssential.com, uh, you can just look up my name, Rob Villarreal, and uh, any of my work will pop up. And that's where I found you, and we'll get we'll talk about that now. And can you give our listeners some background on your writing experiences? If my research is correct, you started writing for SportsBlog.com in 2013. Can you talk about that process and how you got to where you are today with BaseballCentral.com? Really, what happened is that for a number of years, I had been wanting to write. But the truth is, my, my dream is to do radio. You know, it doesn't really matter what level. I, I do single, double-A, you know, radio call and baseball games. That'd be my dream. That'd be it. I'd do that for the rest of my life. And really to get there, I've seen that a lot of gents that do the radio, you know, they started, you know, as writers, you know, and, and I thought, well, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to prove that I can keep a coherent thought. So I got into the writing, and, you know, over a couple of years, I finally just kind of, delved into it and I, I found a good fit, a good spot for me at the sports blog. And it, it wasn't much more than a startup back then, but it, it was just a really good um, sort of a pedestal that I could get up on and, and share my ideas with. And it ended up getting a good couple followers and such. And, you know, a lot of people read my stuff and that's pretty much it. You know, I was a sports blog. I, I wrote about a lot of different things, a lot of different uh, items, whether it was baseball or hockey or football. Actually, through there, one of my articles uh, on Notre Dame football was published internationally and nationally. Uh, so I thought that was <laughs> really nifty, you know, for something that, you know, I'd only been writing for a couple months and something like that happened. I, I thought that was really awesome. But beyond that, you know, I, I started, uh, I 
branching out a little bit more because you know, I, I love the baseball, so I, I kind of wanted to uh, go into that a little bit more. And I was doing some work, uh, just little bits, right for other for other websites and such. And I was following a couple uh, guys, a couple writers, a couple guys who started this website called uh, BaseballEssential.com, and I saw one of them, you know, post something. Hey, you know, if you're interested in writing for us, let us know. And I you know, sent him a little message, and we got to talk and talked on the phone a little bit, and uh, that was back in December 2014, and just kind of uh, took off from there. And within, you know, three, four months, uh, I think what they had that, uh, yeah, last season, that would have been 2015, yeah, I was the first uh, writer to uh, actually get uh, coverage and cover a uh, Major League Baseball game for the website. It was uh, Brewers, uh, it was Brewers Red back in April of 2015. And since then, I've been to uh, quite a few games uh, up in the press box, interviewing players uh, for them, getting around doing things uh, with spring training. Up in Arizona with the Cubs this year. Uh, that was a fantastic experience. If anyone's a big baseball fan or, you know, treat it as religion as I do, it's a fantastic experience. You have to get out there and, you know, not only see the major league players, but see a lot of the young guys and talk to them. And see them, you know, grow and develop. It's it's really a fantastic experience. And uh, from that, yeah, it's pretty much it. You know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's just great that they are just very uh, understanding, you know, with different schedules and you know, different work that I have to do with my kids and everything. But it's, uh, you know, baseball essentials really, uh, you know, really great outlets. Really helped uh, at least my writing career kind of take off. How did the Cubs play into the equation? Have you have you always been a Cubs fan behind the scenes? Yes, yes. Um, I've well for the longest time I've been a Cubs fan. Uh, my my father was a White Sox fan, <laughs> and uh, you can even <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a picture was actually found of a Christmas from uh, you know two three decades ago where I actually had a White Sox hat on. Might have been the only time you can catch that happen, but yeah, for the longest time I was a Cubs fan when I was in. Uh, uh, when I was playing Little League, uh, my first glove was actually uh, an Ozzy Smith. And so I, I like, okay, you know, I, I found Ozzy Smith, and I, and I kind of, you know, looked him up. Well, back then, you know, he didn't have internet, you know, I had to go to the library and stuff. I'm like, okay, he plays for the Cardinals. And then I, you know, I saw that he played the Cubs, and I was watching them play the Cubs on WGN back in the day. And I'm like, oh, Chicago, I'm from Chicago, and I, you know, we're talking, you know, six, seven, eight years old. And I kind of put that together. I'm like, all right. I, I think, you know, watch a good couple guys like uh, Ryan Sandberg, uh, Sean Dunstan, uh, Ron Say. And I uh, just kind of became a Cubs fan after that. Got to be a fan and watched them and loved what they did. It's kind of kind of a similar route, but uh, I, I, you know, I didn't have any baseball background up until junior high. Then, I put on, I got myself a bat and glove and joined the junior high team. And my first game that I remember seeing was on WGN and, and the Cubs are, you know, always been on a WGN affiliate or somewhere in, in the neighborhood. And I was hooked on the Cubs and I could mm-hmm. relate. Uh, my junior high team wasn't very good and I could relate to the struggles. So the Cubs just stuck. Here recently, the Cubs acquired Araldis Chapman, arguably the best closer in baseball from the Yankees, and a very serviceable right-hander out of the Angels' bullpen in Joe Smith. 
What kind of grade would you give the Cubs front office for the trade deadline acquisitions? I know they DFA'd Joe Nathan, very, very good closer over the last couple of years. He's kind of declined with some injuries, but I, I was a little bit surprised with that. But overall, how would you grade the Cubs front office and Theo and Jed and their work at the trade deadline? I'd give them an A, honestly. I mean, I, I can't really see any fault in uh, their work, um, you know, as far as the uh, pitchers were concerned. Um, you know, I, I, uh, Joe Nathan being sat down, I mean, that was, you know, that's just kind of one of those moves like, well, where does this piece, uh, you know, kind of fit in here or there? And, you know, they're, they're going to deal with a good couple of pitchers. You know, he was, he, he's pitched well, but he hasn't pitched much. And sometimes you're not going to find a, you know, a good fit or a home for some of these players, especially when you got some younger guys like C.G. Edwards, where you want to find uh, a, a role for him in a home, and and it's possible that you have, you know, seventh inning possibly taking over for uh, Stroke. But uh, yeah, as far as other acquisitions, they've they've done very well. I've been very impressed with Chapman so far. You know, a, a lot of people bring up the the off the field stuff with him, but you know, he's you know, it's a business. And you you got to look at it like a business, and obviously you don't want off the field stuff to hurt your business. But he's been you know, very apologetic and very sincere about you know, hey, you know, it was my bad, but I'm human. You know, let's move on. And you know, he, he's kind of done every you know a lot of things that he's needed to do to move on from that sort of hardship. And he's shown that he can just be very mature and come in and get out on the field and do his work. I've always liked Smith as well from the uh, from the age of the uh, Joe, Joe Madden, uh, you always say that uh, uh, the bullpen's got a little funk now. He's uh, he's got a funky uh, he's got a funky livery. Uh, he's a uh, a submariner, you know, sidearm kind of low ball. So it's it, it's it's an interesting delivery, you know, something that a couple of other guys you know got to start scouting and getting used to. But uh, overall, I, I think they've made very good moves. You know, the only uh, thing that I would disagree with that they have done in the past couple of months is bringing Coglin back to the team after the uh, disabled list and uh, sending down Tommy Listella, who is doing exceptionally well. So hopefully Listella can find his way back to the uh, Major League squad soon and maybe bye-bye to Coglin, but that's about it. Other than that, I can't find any fault with any of the moves that they've been making at all lately. I definitely agree. In terms of Chapman, I personally feel he won't be an issue moving forward in Chicago. I have to think Chapman knows he's playing for free agency after the season is over, and he's also playing for a World Series contender right now in the Cubs. I definitely feel like there won't be any you know, off-the-field issues. I think he'll be great in the clubhouse. And from everything that I've read, he's already acclimated himself very well within with his teammates and I, I also wanted to, uh, you know, I, I felt you had a great piece on Araldis with BaseballEssential.com here recently. Thank you. Uh, you know, I thought you did a good job of covering both positives and negatives of the trade. It was a really balanced article, and I think you did a great job with it. Thank you. You know, I think, like you mentioned, uh, in the, you know, segueing into his some of his off the field issues that he had, I, I just feel like uh, a lot. A lot was in question with the Cubs front office who have preached, you know, do it the right way approach. And a lot of people feel like they compromise their values. I don't, you know, for the reasons that I just mentioned, I don't think there will be a problem moving forward. Yeah, no, no there, there, there's no compromise in values when you, you know, because it's, 
you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's a lot easier to, you know, nitpick when you're outside the box. You know, you, you got that view from the outside looking in. I mean, you know, it's just a lot different from their perspective, you know, because they've got to do their due diligence too. And maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but it looks like they've made a good choice. And it's it's really easy to nitpick someone else's decision, but really, I mean, if it's yours, hey, you know, it's, you know, like I said, it's a business decision. You know, they can't always look at a lot of off the field things, not that they want. You know, again, all of those off-the-field things to affect his on-the-field work. Last season, uh, Chicago Bears picked up a, a gent uh, McDonald from 49ers, and he had some off-the-field issues, and they didn't do their homework. And, you know, he had some off-field issues or, you know, spousal abuse, things of that nature, and they just thought the best of it, okay, it's behind them. They didn't do their work. They sign them, and not even a week later, he does it again. You know, he's already in handcuffs. So, and then he just had to release them. Yeah, I don't think he was a bear for more than you know, like ten days. And and yeah, you know, sometimes it doesn't pan out. But at the same time, obviously, they did their homework. And uh, you know, Chad, you know, he's very, uh, you know, he's not only just apologetic for what he did, but he's also, you know, he's doing the work. You know, it, it's. Uh, you know, it's a healing thing. You know, he's going to work. He's doing what he's supposed to do. You know, doing the counseling. You know, all all that kind of stuff. That's hey, you know, I know I made a mistake. I want to make amends. I want to be healthier, do better. You know, things of that nature. And he's obviously doing those things. And like you said, yeah, it, it could be, you know, when when you look at it, like hey, he's playing for next year because, you know, in my mind, he is a three month rental, and he probably is going to test and go for free agency next year. I I sincerely doubt. That resign him, especially for the kind of uh, cheddar that he's going to be demanding. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, well, the World Series ring would be great on the resume, too, but, you know, more than that, you know, I, I think that he's just someone that's, you know, made a mistake. Uh, you know, unfortunately, things happen, people get hurt, but, you know, we make amends and we, you know, try and heal and get better and move on. We're all human. We all, I, I think everyone deserves a second, sometimes a third chance. You know, God knows I've, you know, never been perfect in my life, and I, I have, I've had a second chance, and I appreciate it. Ball. He deserves it, more, you know, just as much as anyone, and he's definitely, you know, proved that he can go on the field and be a professional. Before yeah. I let you go, are you going to watch any of the Summer Olympics in Rio? Do you have a favorite event or sport that you like to watch? Honestly, no. Uh, if I, I'm, I'm not a huge Olympics guy, but if I did, I'd be more of a winner. Olympics <laughs> kind of fellow. I'm good with basketball, you know, that, that's always interesting, but at the same time, you know, watching you know, 55 point blowouts every guy, every day. You know, it's like watching a varsity high school team play a fifth grade squad every day. And it just gets boring after a while. I think if but, I had um, to, if I had to <laughs> circle any event, I know the the basketball team's playing right now as we speak. I, I definitely am interested in watching Paul George and uh, Jimmy Butler are two of the guys that I'm looking forward to watching play the most. I definitely will be playing attention to to the basketball side of things. In terms of everything else, uh, I'll leave that to my wife. My wife is a big Olympic uh, summer and uh, winter aficionado, so <laughs> I, I, I yeah, just my... <laughs> uh, enjoy watching her get riled up about some of the events that she likes to watch. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know the feeling. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, – I, I, I watch some soccer sometimes, definitely some uh, Olympics or World Cup. My son plays soccer, so he – he really enjoys that, but uh, you know, I, I watch it. I, I want to do enjoy it with him, but beyond that, I can't. Uh, 
find a whole lot of awesomeness out of <laughs> yeah, some I of def- those sports. Uh, I definitely enjoy the hockey during the winter time. This the Winter Olympics is something the hockey is oh, something yeah. I definitely enjoy. I pay close attention to the Blackhawks, so it's definitely something I enjoy watching. Well, Robert, I appreciate your time. I look forward to having you back on the podcast in the future. And I encourage everyone to check out Robert's work at baseballessential.com, especially if you're a Cubs fan. Robert, thanks for your time. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Brad LaFratt Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and rate on iTunes. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Brad LaFratt Pod. This has been a Brad LaFratt production. Join me every other Monday for another edition of the Brad LaFratt Podcast.